anybody who has grown up in Cranford, lives in Cranford, even lives in some of the surrounding towns around Cranford, certainly is familiar with Dreyer Farms. It's been here for a long time. Maybe a lot of folks don't know how long. Tell me a little bit about the history, if you would, Dawn. Well, it's so funny that you say that people that have grown up around here know about the farm, and most people that do know about the farm love it. But what I'm finding out in my five years of being here is so many people that do live in our town might know about the farm, but they might see it as a nursery. We are the only farm in Union County, but even though people drive by the fields, they don't really stop and look at the spinach growing or the cauliflower or the broccoli or the lettuce. They're just kind of going on their way and they're busy. I have people every single week coming in, whether it's from Westfield, which we also have you know, land in, in Westfield that we farm, and they say, gee, how long have you been here? Which always makes me laugh because we've been here for 113 years. Uh, we didn't start out as a produce farm. We started out as a pansy farm, flower farm, and grew into farming. Uh, and it's just, it's, it's wonderful to see somebody find this little gem that's been here for so long that's been living here maybe for 10 or 15 years and didn't understand the variety that we offer here. Right now, as we're recording this, it's the end of April, so the the plants, I'm sure, are already in the ground, but you really can't see them. What is going to be growing here in Cranford this year? So many things. So so right now, we have planted, and it's funny, um, Ethan, uh, Jess's, the, the generation that's running the farms now, son, he's only 10 years old, he planted the first crop of radishes for this season. And we also have a wide variety of lettuce, which I feel like people who do come to the farm on a routine basis know us for our lettuce. We pick it every day. You come and you can, and you can get it. So we have multiple varieties of lettuce. We're really excited this year. We've planted so many different varieties of kale. We'll have tomatoes. We're doing you pick tomatoes as part of our CSA, and it'll be, there'll be cherry tomatoes and grape tomatoes, or flowers that we'll be growing, broccoli cauliflower, Romanesco, which is a type of um, cauliflower, green beans, zucchini, squash, strawberries, which are in the ground from last year. Our spinach is wintered over, and we're selling that right now. Uh, I probably could go on and on. I think that's a, that's a lot. I can, I can continue, but I can't off the top of my head remember all of them. There's so many. As you said, people in the beginning thought, or maybe still today, think of it as a a nursery with flowers growing, there are vegetables, but there are also other products that you have here as well that you bring in from other local uh, farmers and, and others who are involved with producing food. That is definitely uh, an area that I love to talk about because that's something that I was um, so fortunate to be brought on to, to do with the, with the Dreyer family. Uh, we started the CSA about five years ago, uh, and it was so, so well received that we started to understand that there's such a great need for people wanting to not only eat their vegetables local, but to eat as many things that they bring into their home to give their families local, because from small farms as well, like ours. And I think the reason for that is because when something's made in a small farm, you know, by a, by whether it's a farmer or a bread artisan or a pasta maker, from the time that it's uh, made to the time that it's brought to the customer, uh, it's, it's so much shorter. And uh, for example, uh, our, our milk, our milk is the cows are milked and within hours, literally hours, it's delivered to our farm. And you can't get that anywhere else. And it's a single source dairy Many people will agree with me that it's better than organic. It's pasteurized at a low temperature, so a lot of the nutrients are still uh, 
within the milk and the chocolate milk, if you haven't had it, I don't know, you think you're shaking your head that you've had it because you, if you have it, you'd probably be the last person in Cranford that have, and that's what we're really known for. Um, the same thing with our chicken and our eggs. You know, I've, I've really made it kind of a mission to live how my grandmother's generation lived, where, you know, there's the chicken man, I uh, have the, the, the pig person for the bacon and the milk and uh, the eggs. The eggs are wonderful pasture-raised eggs, and the chicken is uh, fresh-killed and, and delivered to our farm twice, twice a week in, you know, in the peak of the season. So, you know, the milk, the eggs, the pork products, uh, the pasta. We have a, a, a great pasta artisan that's just around the corner from us, our bread maker, who we love so much. And uh, we know all of our, our people that come into the farm love her as well. Uh, and our butter. I mean, everything is really, the source is visited. So I, I go to all these farms once or twice a year. I have great relationships with the farmers. And it's not, you know, you can't go into the supermarket and say to the, the manager of a supermarket, oh, you know, so what's going on at the, you know, at the dairy farm? Generally, the milk that you're getting at the supermarket is, is from so many different dairies pull all their milk together, and then it's kind of processed, and it's usually ultra-pasteurized, which means it could be shelf-stable. The, the quality of the products here are really fantastic, and I'm really proud that um, that the dryers and I have uh, have been able to create that that situation for people in the community. Talking about some of the local products, both the bread and the ice cream come from Cranford, don't they? That's right. We, I mean, I really do try to keep it local. And I was so excited uh, with the bread. I feel like we've really made a difference in the breadsmith's uh, business and getting it out to more people. And her neighbor, uh, Ralph, that owns the Vanilla Bean Creamery, you know, they talked and she said, you know, you should contact them. And it was a perfect, perfect fit because who doesn't like pie with ice cream? And our pies are fantastic. So uh, it, was a, it was a natural fit. And uh, it's been, hasn't even been a year yet. And it's been, I think Ralph would be delighted to tell you it's going, it's going fantastic. One of the things that, in my mind, when I think of the farm, always comes to mind is the Jersey corn. You come, come July, I guess, is when you really start to get it in. Where is that grown? The corn, it's so funny that you're saying that because as we sit here, it's April. And, and um, when we opened a few weeks ago, I had a gentleman come and he was asking everybody. And, and everybody kept saying, it's not in yet. It's not in yet. But he kept asking because he was hoping for a yes. Our corn comes from um, a couple of different places, one in South Jersey. And then we also get some of it from North Jersey from Jessica uh, Dreyer's husband. Uh, I've actually farmed with him and uh, picked the corn. It's a crazy process. It's so fun. And, uh, yeah, I, I feel like we are no, known for our corn, and I, I feel like you can't get better. And the reason, part of the reason is because you get it, the day that you get it is the day that it's picked. And there's one thing that John Dreyer taught me about corn. You have to eat it the minute it comes in because those sugars really do start to deteriorate, and the sweetness starts to deteriorate, and you just want to get it as fresh as you can. You cannot get it any fresher than you can get it here. You talked a couple of times about CSA. For people who aren't familiar with that, first of all, what does CSA stand for? And tell me about the CSA program. CSA stands for a lot of things. If you, if you go back years, probably like 20 or 30 years, CSA standed for um, crop sharing agreement. And a crop sharing agreement is something where individuals more or less own a part of the crop, and they would have to work on the field in order to get the um, whatever that crop would yield. So, you know, if you had a farm that only had uh, several different types of vegetables and they had a bad year, you know, you could walk away and you put your time and your effort into it and not really walk away with variety. But I think what's happened over the course of years and years is that 
the CSA has come to be more of a community-minded organization where people are really, for the most part, not working on the field anymore. They're coming to the farm to get fresh local produce and kind of come together as a community and get excited about eating healthy food, having different types of um, events and demonstrations, and maybe doing things a little bit different than, than they do every single night to get them kind of out of the, you know, the humdrum of like the meatloaf or the pork chops or the chicken cutlets with the same vegetable over and over again. Because I think everybody knows the more variety you have in your diet, the more nutrients you get, and the more fresh it is, the more local it is. It's better for you, and it's better for our environment. There are a lot of different selections when it comes to the CSA for someone who wants to participate. Give me a little bit of an overview of what choices are available for people. As the CSA director, I really pride myself in talking to my members and really trying to understand what they want from the CSA. So the reason why I'm telling you that, I know you asked me what the different varieties are, but they've kind of evolved for that reason. Basically, what I've found after doing tens of thousands of these farm boxes is that everybody wants to eat healthy. Everybody. I, I call the CSA the eternal Monday. You know, when you're on the weekend, you go out and you eat too much. You're like, oh, on Monday, I'll start my diet. I'll start my diet. Well, I think the CSA program is, you know, that, that hope of I'm going to do it. I'm going to really do it. And what it comes down to is I think people really want to eat fresh local uh, vegetables, but they need the inspiration. They need to be coached. They need to have somebody that can say, you can do it but they don't want to be overwhelmed. So with that said, what we've tried to do is make our small as small as possible. So um, our small share is, like I said, small. And uh, when corn and tomatoes are in season, like you had said, everybody loves the corn, they're always in the box. So you always get corn and tomatoes. And we call it just the basics because we try not to put anything too crazy in there. Like I would never put something like a mustard green or a dandelion green uh, I might try to get them to eat a, eat kohlrabi because it's not so crazy. Um, so that's just the basics. And then from there, we go into the healthy family, which is a, a larger share. You get more uh, volume and you get a wider variety. So all those different kales that we planted, that happy family is definitely going to, they're going to be able to get all those kales um, as well as kohlrabi and uh, other, other things that maybe aren't so midstream. Uh, and then from there, we move on to the locavore which is really for people who are, they're, they're not the eternal Monday. They're living, they're living and walking, walking the walk, talking the talk. They really eat the greens. They, they, they love them. Maybe they, they blend and they do smoothies. And uh, that's what that, that share size is for. The final share size is called the market box. And that was created last year, really for the demand of people who just couldn't get through the produce. They have too busy of a life and they really just, they want that whole local experience, but not so much vegetables. So it's much less on the vegetable side and it's more um, a meal planning box where you can go home and you get locally sourced, whether they're meats or um, pastas with a little bit of vegetable so that you can put a, a complete meal from local sources on the table for your family. You talked about eating healthy, but every once in a while, it's nice to treat yourself. And one of the newer additions to the farm back in the corner is a donut making machine. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Like I said, the eternal Monday, when I go and I visit people and I try to represent the farm, I bring all my vegetables to show them the wonderful vegetables of the farm. But when people come to, 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 <laughs> to eat and they really want the donuts, everybody loves the donuts. 
And I have to say, I'm so glad that Jess decided to make the mini because I do feel like, you know what, people come and they say, especially if they have like three kids, you get two, you get two, you get two. And you know what, everything in moderation, right, is okay. Especially if you're pairing it with these fresh, great vegetables. Another one of the new additions to the farm, again in the back, is a winery. Tell me about that. Uh, the winery has been such an incredible addition because, um, you know, everybody likes a nice glass of wine. And I have to say... I'm not a wine connoisseur at all, but I've heard so many poor things about wines in New Jersey. So I was a little leery that, you know, New Jersey wines are coming in. Oh, you know, how good can they be? And I was so delightfully surprised that not one, not two, but really a lot of these wines are spectacular, like really, really good. And not only are they great, they have different types that you can get, you know, a really nice, you know, not... Um, a little bit on the expensive side, but it's something special to give as a gift. They have a whole line called Palmaris that is really fantastic. And then they have other ones that are very affordable that, you know, that you can have as an everyday type of wine. And it's great because um, it really helps us with our events to have a winery here because, you know, it's, it's nice to come out at night and have a glass of wine and our first fundraiser event. Um, they had tastings, which she does every single day. From 10 to close, you can try up to five different types of wine, which is really nice. You, you can't really go to a liquor store and say, oh, I want to try that wine before I buy it. So you can really decide what you want before you buy it. And, and the people that work there are so, so knowledgeable on the product, and it really helps you figure out what you want and what to pair it with. And going back to the beginnings of the farm, touching back on another aspect that, again, uh, people uh, may or may not be familiar with are the plants, and even Christmas trees that are available here. Oh, yeah. Well, um, John was the one who brought the Christmas trees in. It was in the 70s. And uh, the Christmas trees, the bow, we hand make the bows here. Uh, it's like, it is like a little Santa's workshop here. The, all the people make it, coming together to put the wreaths together, and everything is handmade. Uh, and the, the Christmas trees really are the finest trees that you can get anywhere. I know that um, you can go to some big stores and, and get things for, for a lesser price, but when, when you come here and you pick out a tree, it's really an experience. And, um, you know, I've been getting my trees here for as long as I've been in Cranford, and um, it's just it's a special night. And uh, the way that they hang the lights, and it's just, it's, it's part of being in a small town. It's just a really great feeling. Dawn, every so often there are events that take place here at the farm. Tell me about some of the ones that are coming up. Okay, so we're going to do yoga in the field with Aluem Yoga. We did it last year. We had almost 100 people on the field uh, practicing yoga. It was such a special night. We had the, uh, the instructors were on the back of the flatbed of a, of a pickup, um, one of the tractors out there. It was just, we had music. It was a great night. And then after we had like a little, um, little gathering inside the farm stand, that's one we're very excited about. Another one that we're doing is we're having a clam man come. We were at, uh, the Philly farm food fest a couple of weeks ago and we met, met this, uh, clam farmer from, uh, South Jersey and we're having him come, and it's going to be the week before Memorial Day. And he is going to uh, sell clams. He's going to sell clams and do tastings, and we're going to pair his clams with our uh, pasta maker. We're going to have the pasta maker come and do uh, fresh linguine. So we'll have the linguine, the clams. We have beautiful white wine. So all together, that's going to be a great night. This Friday, we're having our piggery 
former owner is coming to do tastings of all of our different piggery products. So hams, ribs, pork roast, bacon, all kinds of wonderful things that she, uh, I want to say grows, but it sounds funny, but she does because she raises pigs. And uh, so she's coming. We also will have a vendor night, which is always a huge hit here, which we get bring all of our different vendors in and we do tastings. We also have a registered dietitian coming in to do a, to do a talk. We usually do at least one or two registered dietitians that come in. We also do this year, we're trying to do more fundraisers, which we started off the year doing one and we were a little nervous because we'd never done it before, but uh, the organization raised quite a bit of money and they were delighted. And if, if people come into the farm and they're happy, then we're happy. And uh, I think that's about all that I can think of off the top of my head, but we're constantly looking to have you know anybody that supports the farm or who, who, is, who is excited about what we do here to come in and talk to us and do an event uh, or just come, come over and try some wine. <laughs> and anyone who wants more information about any of these events will be able to click on the link to the podcast that will go to the farm and we'll give you all the dates and times and what's going on. Dawn, thank you so much for your time. Oh, thank you so much, Bernie. <laughs>